Hi, my name is Jen. I'm a holistic nurse practitioner, and I'm here to tell you that your body can heal. I've healed eight different chronic and autoimmune conditions that had me bedridden sick with little hope for my future in my 20s. I've created this podcast to inspire you and give you the tools to heal your body, your mind, your heart, your spirit, and your life. This podcast is for patients, practitioners, and people who want to listen from the place where spirit and science meet. As we heal our body, we have a body that moves well, thinks well, loves well, and that is a body we want to be in for this life to carry out our soul's work. I'm so glad you're here tuning in with us. Now let's get to this week's episode. Do you want to feel good? Like really good. I want to help you understand how foods make you feel inflamed and sick. I want to help you reduce pain and inflammation in your body. I want to help you increase your energy levels, sleep better, and increase your overall vitality. During the seven-day gluten-free challenge, you will receive seven days of healing guidance straight to your inbox from me, two Instagram lives to ask me anything, and one bonus live private Zoom call with me at the very end to set you forward on next steps along your healing journey. You will also receive a custom-made gluten-free guide for this challenge, brand new recipes, and a challenge Spotify playlist. There's so much fun music on this to keep you energized and pumped up. I really want you to sign up for this challenge because you can do anything for seven days. And I want to show you just how good you can feel. If you've already started along your healing journey, this will go beyond going gluten-free if you want. So I encourage you to join no matter where you're at in the very beginning or very end of your healing journey. My life started to transform as I began to heal my body. I became inspired to start a blog that led into my own business, this podcast, and a life I could only dream of living. The thing is, I am made from the same cells by the same creator as you, my friend. So take my hand during this challenge and trust in this journey. You are meant to feel better and live better. So remember, this gluten-free challenge takes place January 10th through the 20th of 2023. When you sign up, you will gain another entry to win the amazing prizes we are giving away for the podcast launch giveaway. There's so much going on in the month of January to celebrate this podcast reaching you. So those prizes include a brand new masticating omega juicer with the recipe book or my simplest healing foods medicine functional medicine course plus a private one-on-one session with me. So how do you win? Join the gluten-free challenge linked on my website, in the podcast show notes, in my Instagram bio link. Make sure you enter your email, you're signed up to get the emails, and then you can go back and look at the details about the podcast giveaway. For the podcast giveaway, you'll need to subscribe and leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify podcasts, and then tag your friends so they can listen and win too. So join this gluten-free challenge. It's going to be seven days to elevate your health, your body, your entire life, and check out the show notes for the link. Hello friends. This is episode four of the Inspire Health by Jen podcast, root cause research on autoimmune disease. 10 years and eight autoimmune conditions into remission ago, said in my best Gettysburg address voice, I can tell you without a doubt, there is so much misinformation when it comes to autoimmune disease. 
so much that sometimes it makes me so angry and I could bang my fist across this desk because really even our medical professionals, myself included, before my own journey, don't readily share the truth about your body's ability to heal because we've simply been taught a different rhetoric in school. Let's reprogram your rhetoric right here, right now with the fact-filled research. Four truths I want you to know that we're going to work through with evidence-based literature in today's episode. When it comes to autoimmune disease and chronic illness, number one, your body is never, ever, 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 ever attacking itself. Number two, hormonal birth control is a big autoimmune disease instigator. More on that in a second. Number three, trauma, it's the real root cause of disease. And number four, pharmaceuticals are not completely effective and never treat the root cause. I encourage you friends not to just take my word for it in this episode. You can dive into the research summaries and articles referenced in my blog at middaypigeon.com. I've cited and referenced all of the literature of where I got my facts from. And of course, if you're feeling lost as always reach out on your own journey. Sometimes we just need our own set of unique guidance from a compassionate and skilled practitioner. You can look at my blog or my website in the show notes for more information there. Now let's dive deep into the research. Before I share with you what's really on my heart, not even the literature is telling us. Autoimmune disease truths, a drum roll, please. Number one, your body is never, ever, 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 ever attacking itself. I can't say that enough. Your autoimmune disease does not come from a confused immune system and poor genetics. Your intelligent body is always going after a chronic infection. And did you know the foods you're eating are unknowingly exacerbating the body's chronic infections? Sometimes we don't even realize what we're putting in our mouth is making us incredibly sick, but here's the good news. You can support your body by feeding her or him foods that will help the immune system fight infections and reverse the root cause. My one day detox guide is going to be linked in the show notes. You can start with that. It's free information to help you get started with the foods your body needs to heal. And then you can avoid the foods that will feed your chronic conditions. It's a must have in your healing arsenal. So let's dive into the evidence. Study one says previous studies suggest that EBV or Epstein-Barr virus infection may play a role in the development of systemic lupus, erythematosus, and other autoimmune conditions. So it's saying, Hey, I've seen bar can play a role in some autoimmune diseases. We're starting to see that in the research study two says major predisposing factors for MS or multiple sclerosis are certain tissue types, vitamin D deficiency, smoking, obesity, and infection with Epstein-Barr virus or EBV. Again, it's showing up. Study three, herpes virus infections in particular, EBV, that's a famous one in the autoimmune research, has been implicated in several major autoimmune diseases, including lupus, MS, and rheumatoid arthritis. Herpes virus infections have potential roles in both initiating the autoimmune process and exacerbating the disease progression. And Epstein-Barr virus, it's mono. I had it. It's the kissing disease. I literally got it from my high school boyfriend when I was 15. And my body was never the same after that until I went through a really deep healing journey. Okay. One more 
little nugget of research on your body's not attacking itself. Truth, chronic EBV infections of epithelial cells have been linked to lupus, Sjogren's, whereas chronic recurrent infection of B cells have been associated with rheumatoid arthritis, MS, and other diseases. That is so much helpful information when it comes to autoimmune disease. And it looks like there's plenty of evidence to say that the body isn't attacking itself after all, and rather fighting some of these chronic viral infections. It can be viral, bacterial, parasitic. That's what's causing the miserable symptoms. So trust your body. Remember, it's not attacking itself. So for support, what can I offer you? Did you know the foods you're eating? Again, they either fight or feed the root cause, but the good news is you can support your body that will help the immune system fight infections, reverse the root cause with the right foods. Again, check out that one day detox guide in the show notes, your body can heal. All right, let's get into autoimmune disease. Truth. Number two, backed by the research hormonal birth control is a big autoimmune disease instigator. It really is. Hormonal contraception, does it lead to autoimmune conception of disease in the body? Well, let's look further into what the studies say. But first, let's make something super, super crystal clear. I am not anti-pill. I am not anti-birth control. I am pro-informed consent. And this is the missing piece. When it comes to modern medicine, we are trained to pass out the pill like Halloween candy on trick-or-treat night and never taught the realities about how this drug can really affect the human body. In my early twenties, when I had over eight different autoimmune conditions, I was never once told, and I had been on the pill since I was 15. And this is in my twenties. I never once been told by any of my doctors that the pill had any role whatsoever in my conditions. Eh, Wrong. It does. I'll show you. Birth control pills cause your real hormone levels to flatline, and then they flood your system with synthetic hormones so you don't become pregnant. Okay, goal achieved. But you need natural, healthy hormone levels to support your immune system, your thyroid, your gut, your adrenal glands, your nervous system function, just to name a few. Our hormones are literally everything. So now a decade later, having healed my autoimmune conditions, I can absolutely say I wouldn't, in my case, knowing what I know now for me and my body, I wouldn't have taken the pill. I can't just make that decision for you, but that is what I can say looking back, or I really wouldn't have taken any form of hormonal birth control. Had my doctors informed me of the following study. Number one, a literature review found oral contraceptions has effects on autoimmune diseases, and they can worsen symptoms in women with lupus and with antiphospholipid syndrome. Additional studies indicate an effect on RA with pill users as well. What is number two going to tell us? A cross-sectional randomized study analysis shows significant association between trace element deficiency, increased body max index of the participants, and the duration of the pill. So the study is saying, Hey, the longer some people took the pill, we've noticed that their minerals, their trace elements are different. And then their BMI has gone up. So you're not crazy when you feel like I started taking the pill and my pants started fitting a little bit different. 
One literature survey provides evidence that hormonal contraception use is associated with increased risk of several serious autoimmune diseases, such as Crohn's disease, which causes inflammation of the bowels, lupus, which causes inflammation in many organs and interstitial cystitis, which causes inflammation in the bladder. And there's more information on my blog about how the pill works to create inflammation. Basically it kicks our immune system right in the shin. So it's down and then infections can take advantage. And as we learn from truth, number one with autoimmune disease, a lot of times it's chronic infections and the pill weakens our immune system army. So those enemies can take over in the body. Okay. Another study says an association between use of birth control pills and hypothyroidism based on multivariate logistic regression analysis concludes a woman's history of using birth control pills is strongly associated with her chance of hypothyroidism, especially for using birth control longer than 10 years. So basically all that said was women who have used birth control longer than 10 years, their risk of hypothyroidism goes up, up, up. And that was exactly my case. And for listeners, you won't be able to see this graph, but you can head over to my blog, middaypigeon.com linked in the show notes. You can see this graph that we are going to put up and it's, um, it talks about abundant hormonal patterns of natural fluctuating cycle is graph a, and you can see this nice wavy pattern peaks, and valleys. And then the graph below it is hormones synthetically administered and suppressed in pill users. And it just looks kind of lame. Like the hormones are really boring and no wonder we don't feel well. So you can check that out. You it's cited. You can go to PubMed, read all of these research articles for yourself. So what can we do as women or as men with women who need help? We can learn our cycles, our rhythm. We can heal our hormones. I know actually healing my hormones came after my autoimmune conditions were put into remission and it took a while and it took me learning a whole new way. Like it's, it's really two different dances, your immune system and your hormones, but you need your hormones for your immune system. So for more info, you can follow along at my blog, link to the notes. I have a upcoming, I am woman program that we're going to be learning all about hormones and how to heal them. And then of course, you can always set up a time one-on-one for us to dive into your personal health. All right. Autoimmune disease truth. Number three, trauma is the real root cause of disease. Autoimmune disease and trauma, they go together like peanut butter and jelly. What's trauma got to do, got to do. All right. Okay. Anyways. What if I told you that your disease has way more to do with the trauma trapped in your body versus the body attacking itself? Remember the body's always responding to frequency and trauma, old hard stuff that happened, that the nervous system captured, that's a frequency. That's an energy in your body and the immune system. It's blind. It's surveying around. It's like, oh, cool. Epstein-Barr and wants to eat that up and then. Oh, some trauma. So it's always reacting. So what if I also told you that healing trauma is your root cause rather than blaming faulty genetics is as much or more effective as a treatment strategy than probably anything else you can come across. What if I told you that your doctors may not have all the answers, unfortunately, when it comes to autoimmune disease, but research is uncovering the secrets that can give you more options than just pharmaceuticals. Let's go research. Well, I don't necessarily have to tell you any of this because 
the research will, and we're going to keep diving in. So let's check out the study facts below. And then you can tell me if you still think your symptoms came idiopathically or out of nowhere. And that medication is your only hope. I bet you'll change your mind. All right. So one mediation analysis findings are in line with previous studies that show associations between childhood trauma, disassociation, meaning disconnected feelings and memories and difficulty expressing emotions as a condition, anger, and autoimmune disease. So studies saying, Hey, childhood trauma, people, a lot of times as they grow older, feel disconnected from feelings and memories. They have difficulty expressing emotions. They're angry and they have autoimmune disease. Another study says, according to many researchers, Exposure to traumatic stressors in childhood can influence the onset and development of autoimmune diseases such as psoriasis, psoriatic arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, diabetes, and multiple sclerosis. Another study says among 120,572 participants followed for a mean of five-ish years, risk of autoimmune disease was 58% higher for those with a history of PTSD compared with no history of PTSD, further adjustment for BMI, smoking status, and alcohol use had little impact on the effect estimates and results were not different according to combat experience and history of physical or sexual trauma. So what that's saying is, hey, we looked at a lot of people, like 120,000 plus for five years. And those with a history of PTSD had a 58% higher risk for autoimmune disease. And then the BMI, the smoking, the alcohol, that didn't really affect the results as much as the PTSD. Crazy. All right. Two more little nuggets for you. In a large longitudinal study of civilian women, trauma exposure and PTSD were strongly associated with increased increased risk of systemic lupus erythematosus, lupus, nearly a three-fold elevated risk of lupus among women with PTSD and more than two-fold higher risk of lupus among women who had experienced any traumatic event. It's just trauma association with autoimmune disease, one after another, after another. There's actually in the literature way more supporting evidence as I've worked on my doctorate dissertation, I'm like, I'm going to change my project to be all about trauma and autoimmune disease instead of an integrative model, because the studies and form your own opinion here, there's not as much research on pharmaceuticals and whether they help or don't help. And I'll get to that here in a second, as there is trauma associated with trauma, associated with trauma, autoimmune disease and trauma, peanut butter and jelly, they go together. And this last little nugget I want to give you, adverse childhood events, ACE scores, and trauma are associated with poor adult health and immune dysregulation. Yet the emotional consequences of trauma are treatable. Hint, energy healing, insert energy healing. It's a key piece in autoimmune healing. And again, head over to my blog. There's a whole tab with several articles I've written on energy healing and autoimmune disease and how it works and why it's effective and why it's actually incredibly evidence-based and not just woo. So check that out, middaypigeon.com. And then let's get to our last truth. Number four 
on drug effectiveness, pharmaceuticals are not completely effective and never, ever, 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 ever treat the root cause. Okay. I'm going to give you a little bit of my own clinical experience here. As I have witnessed autoimmune clients heal their body without using pharmaceuticals or eventually weaning off prescription drugs, I started to question why are these prescriptions so heavily encouraged in mainstream medicine? I mean, in clinical rotations, when I was learning from other people, like you just didn't question it. This is just what you did. Even when I practiced in mainstream medicine, I couldn't get behind a pill for every ill. Like my body was just like, oh, no, that's something's not right here. But yes, we need life-saving medication. Okay. If I get in a car accident, don't bring me to functional medicine. Please take me to the hospital. Give me some morphine, stitch me back up. However, are pharmaceuticals the best treatment for autoimmune chronic illness conditions? What if we have other methods available? Like why can't this model be integrated with something else? And it can, and I want to give you some nuggets on this. But drop me a line, send us an email or however we would get in touch from the website. If you've witnessed autoimmune healing using alternative treatment methods, I would love to have you on my podcast. I have clients lined up to come on, share their stories, but I know there are other practitioners or there are other people who are taking charge of their health who would love to share their story and just know I want you on the show. So drop us a line, reach out, however is best for you. Okay. So is autoimmune disease unnecessarily medicated or over-medicated in the United States? Let's look to the research. Financial incentives. This is from a study, almost word for word. Financial incentives seeking to influence prescribers' behavior include budgetary arrangements at primary care and hospital settings or pharmaceutical budget caps or targets, financial rewards for target behaviors or outcomes, pay for performance interventions, and reduced benefit margin for prescribers based on medicine sales and prescriptions. So pharmaceutical reimbursement rate reduction policies. So basically this article said, um, so yeah, there's some stuff going on with pay and benefits when it comes to providers and hospitals and clinics that hand out more drugs than others. Yeah, that's, there's some, there's some incentives going on. Second fact, prescription decisions may be influenced by the insurance plan's willingness to reimburse for the medication, as well as by less savory aspects, including direct-to-consumer advertising and drug companies courting physicians. Drug companies courting physicians. This is not high school dating people. This is the medical field. And it makes me angry. There's literally sometimes I come home from work or get off my virtual calls And I'm like, Jeff is like, what is going on? You were stomping around. And I'm like, I'm so pissed off about the medical field. Like it just, everyone's got their thing. This is mine. Welcome to my podcast. Thanks for listening. But I can speak to this. So let me tell you a story. (laughs) Before I knew what I knew, before my health had collapsed, it was kind of well on the way there. You know, I was not feeling my best, but hadn't hit rock bottom yet. I was taken to, in this group of women's health professionals, we went to this fancy plaza dinner, five-star restaurant. The food was so good. And it was put on by a pharmaceutical company. And the woman presenting was awesome. She was knowledgeable. She was super nice. They covered the bill. Like 
I mean, we got gifts and food and this is just something they did like once a month. But while we were there, she had a slideshow presentation on this new drug and she was offering incentives and rewards, even things like trips. And I don't even know how this worked out. I wish I could remember all the details, but I was a student at the time shadowing another NP thinking, oh my gosh, (laughs) is this legal? Like, how does this, and I was thinking, I was looking down at my dinner, like my filet mignon with like lobster tail. And like, it just was outrageous. Three, four courses, but it was like appetizer, second appetizer, main entree, dessert and drinks and wine. And I was like, how do they afford this? And now I know because drugs are crazy expensive, right? And you don't have the right insurance or even if you do. So I can speak to this, like drug companies, courting physicians, it's a real thing. I've been there and there are good pharmaceuticals and there's a time and place and thank goodness we have them, but we have to be aware of what's going on and we have to be our own best advocate when we are at the doctor's office and we're getting a pill for every ill. We have to say, wait a minute. My doctor does have my best interest in mind, but what is the rhetoric and who has been giving them their programming, education, and information? All right, let's wrap up this truth number four, that pharmaceuticals are are not completely effective and never treat the root cause. Okay. So DMARDs, it's a type of drug or disease modifying anti-rheumatic drugs. And then there's a a whole list of them, like Remicade infusions can be one. They provide new options for autoimmune treatment, but not without the potential for significant side effects such as infection, bacterial, viral, fungal, malignancy. There's a huge um, risk factor box on um, lymphomas for these drugs, injection site reactions, immune and autoimmune responses, demyelinating syndromes, heart failure. I've had plenty of clients have um, lupus induced autoimmune from drugs. They've had like really intense reactions to these. And what I will say is if you are considering an alternative path to your healing, you don't need these drugs, but you will be told you do. And you will be told really scary, nasty things about your body. Right? So these drugs have serious side effects. And so just consider like, what is my best path? What am I willing to do when, and if you feel like you're not given all the right information, last point here, mind body medicine has been successfully applied in a variety of autoimmune disease states. Stress has been linked to increased inflammation and subsequent risks for vascular as well as autoimmune disease. Mind-body medicine reminds me of energy healing as I read it in the research, the kind of energy healing I practice, I teach a very subconscious and somatic work, a beautiful work at that. So lastly, these findings have revealed, and in the last study, the last bullet point I want you to know, it's so simple. Findings revealed that non-pharmaceutical probiotic supplementation can improve disease progression, suppress depression and general health and MS patients. So like, why aren't we given all these options when we go to the doctor's office? That's for you to figure out and answer on your own. So let's recap. When it comes to autoimmune disease and chronic illness, one, your body is never, ever, 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 ever attacking itself. Number two, hormonal birth control is a big autoimmune disease instigator. Number three, trauma is a real root cause of disease. What's trauma got to do 
got to do. It's everything to do with autoimmune disease. And welcome to planet Earth. We all have it. And number four, pharmaceuticals are not completely effective and never treat the root cause. I encourage you to not just take my word for this. Dive into the research summaries and articles referenced in my blog on middaypigeon.com. These articles are also referenced in the show notes so you can see where all of this information is coming from. All right, so let's wrap this thing up. As I was pouring over the studies, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I've known we've gotten it all wrong, but like we've really gotten it all wrong. Our medical industry leads with medication when medication should be the final support or a temporary ease as we focus on healing the root cause. We are taught to just treat the physical body when we are first and foremost energetic beings. Medicine is ignoring the fact that we're a soul in a human body. The body comes second and the soul needs the healing first. And my healing journey was a little bit opposite. I did physical healing and then energetic and soul healing. And it's all, it all works out, but I want you to know that you are more than just a physical body. And there's more than just your body that needs healing. Trauma creates fractures in the soul until repaired. So the soul splits, the energy field has a gap until healing takes place. So insert the dissociation, disconnected feelings and memories, difficulty expressing emotions, anger and autoimmune diseases. When we talked about the trauma studies pulled directly from there. Disease and symptoms cause our soul to not fully occupy the house, the body, because being in the house, aka the body sucks. It's painful. It's scary. Like our soul literally does not want to be in our body when it's full of pain, inflammation, and trauma. How can we heal what we don't fully feel? We have to feel it to heal it, right? A healing nutritional therapy protocol you need to yourself or the person you're wanting to help helps the body lose inflammation. I mean, you can lose so much inflammation in four weeks. I've seen people's CRP levels go from nine to one in four weeks. Crazy. It's like nine times less the amount of inflammation in the body. But this nutritional therapy lowers inflammation so we can invite the person back into their body to do the real healing, which is the energetic work, the soul healing. The nervous system becomes and stays dysregulated through trauma. The nervous system is the foundation for the immune system in the entire body. So when we have that dysregulated nervous system, we have a weakened immune system. Weakened immune system, hormones, nervous system, all of these systems are communicating with one another and we're not given the information we need to understand them. So trauma in the body is like when the breaker flips in your bedroom, when you have your hair dryer, your space heater, your red light therapy, and your speaker plugged in is too much. And the, the breaker flips. What happens with trauma in the nervous system starts with an event that it's like too great of a stimulus for the circuit, for the body, the circuit, the nervous system, it flips, the fuse blows and the event or that trauma is then stored in your body and your nervous system. Our current medical model, it doesn't offer us an option to remove the said trauma through a subconscious and somatic route, but there is a way. And that's why you're hearing this on this podcast. All right. On another note, this is kind of a little bit more fun. Did you know we have a soul contract with our bodies? Our soul and or God allows symptoms and disease into the body to fulfill our purpose and bring us further into alignment. This could not be further from the truth. Like episode one, best thing that ever happened to me, autoimmune disease, because it got me into alignment with what I'm here to do and how I need to live my life so that I can show up in the way that my soul 
is meant to show up. So why are we just treating the physical body? There are so many of us that have gone through illness and trial, not only to grow our own soul, but also to provide the container for another soul growth. That's pretty amazing, huh? We are so used and we can be these divine conduits. Our world, it's backwards. It's just treating the physical body. So if you're struggling with autoimmune disease or chronic illness, I encourage you, flip the script on what it is your body needs to heal. Instead of a backwards way to healing, begin in your energy field and see what might be stored there, keeping your central nervous system on overdrive and your immune system weakened. From there, the nutrition, the supplements, the detoxes, the hormone replacement therapy, all of that will have a much greater effect. If you need support on your healing journey, head over to my blog, middaypigeon.com, linked in the show notes for a ton of free resources beyond this podcast. From there, my website, inspirehealthbygen.com is linked where you can find that one-on-one or group support to begin your healing journey today. One more quick thing before we go. I need your help. If you love this episode and feel like leaving a five-star review, I would so appreciate that so that together the inspiration and the information others need for healing around the globe can be shared. So until next time, friends, remember your body can heal. I'm an advocate for you on this journey and we'll chat soon.